Next on BYU Sports Nation, Zach Wilson is about to get a second start against a tough defensive team in Northern Illinois. What do we expect from him? The BYU football freshman movement continues. Is it a good thing for the Cougars to be so young? Young is in Brigham Young? Or Steve Young. Plus, it's a hoops game day. How do the Cougars hit the jackpot this season? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, October 24th. Welcome in. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is trying to buy a $20 pretzel at Disneyland. So I'm teamed up with a man who would rather go shirtless than wear a hoodie, Jason Shepard. Oh, funny that you bring up the hoodies. A very shameless act by you, by the way. Yeah, I'm the producer, so I can put myself in my shows. <laughs> Look, yeah, so speaking of a show that you produce. Our, our producer does the same thing. Uh, <laughs> BYU Football with Kalani Satake. You were yes. the producer of that. That yes. aired last night. Yes. And at, you know, so at certain points during the show, They'll take, you know, questions via social media. and The C in the F block. Yes. Fact. Surprise, surprise, uh, this tweet showed up last night. Okay. Uh, this last one's from someone we know, at uh, Jerem Jordan on Twitter, asking, <laughs> uh, Monday you wore a black beat yeah, digger BYU hoodie. He says his birthday is next week. Can he have it? <laughs> well, it would look like a huge, it would look like my eight-year-old wearing it because that's a 3X. <laughs> so Jerem wouldn't fit in that. But I can tell you this, that, it's it's on gokoogs.com through the bookstore, so um, someone that loves Jerem should buy it for him for his birthday. Really, Jerem? Really? So if I don't get that hoodie, that means no one no, loves me. No, nobody loves you. That's essentially... Nobody loves me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I've learned from that. I love that hoodie, man. That is That hoodie is, is really nice. I didn't know gokoogs.com existed. It's, uh, it's an outlet to buy stuff, too. So there you go. It's 70 bucks. Do you want to buy it for me? Um, I just want him to get. You're right, though. I wouldn't fit. I wouldn't look like his eight year old son. Give me a break. I'd look like a. I'd look like a 14 year old version of his son, probably. It's a pretty sweet hoodie. It is awesome. Here's what we've got for you on today's show. Jason goes one on one. He will undoubtedly lose this matchup with BYU cornerback Chris Wilcox in 15 minutes. We play a new game today in 30 minutes. I'm very excited about it. Know your Kafusis. Kafusi, Kafusa. Kafusa. We don't know. We'd- we don't know. It's the first ever version of this. We're going to play I think Kafusi is already uh, plural. <clears throat> is it? I don't know. And in 40 minutes, BYU Hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis to help us preview the matchup. Exhibition, uh, ball night for the BYU men's basketball team on BYU TV and BYU Radio with St. Martins. They are the Saints. That is a creative mascot. <laughs> but first, we've cooked up some fresh BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball team plays its first preseason game tonight. They host St. Martin's, as mentioned, a D2 school from Washington. Head coach Dave Rhodes says he expects to see good things this year, especially from junior guard Joshir Hardnett. With Joshir, I think that he's uh, he's a guy that just continues to increase his confidence on both ends of the floor. And uh, I think you'll see a, a, a real improvement in uh, how he affects the game. On the offensive end. Watch Hardnet and the Cougs tonight. 
9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the app's pregame coverage begins at 8 Eastern with your boy, Jason Shepard. Thank you very much. In other hoops news, senior Luke Worthington and junior TJ Hawes have been named captains for the 2018-2019 season. This will be the second season as a captain for Luke Worthington. Are you a little surprised Yoli Child is not a captain? Um, I'm a little surprised. A little, yeah, a little surprised, sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it just gives Yoli more warm-up time, though. <laughs> he doesn't have to go to like the coin toss or whatever. <laughs> BYU football continues game prep for Saturday's contest with Northern Illinois last night on BYU football with Kalani Satake. He discussed the playing status of senior running back Squally Canada. He's been practicing with us, so we anticipate him be ready. So that gives us another uh, another weapon that we can use. And- Indeed. Pre-game coverage begins Saturday on BYU Radio, 1.30 Eastern with Jason Shepard on Cougar Pre-Game Live. And then BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff at 2.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. Kainakua worked out for the New York Jets yesterday. This according to New York Post Jets beat reporter Brian Costello. Costello reports that the Jets have only two healthy safeties currently on the roster. I didn't know that until we discussed it this morning because I saw Harvey Longy's Instagram story and I saw Kainakua and the Longies yes. rolling around New York and I was like, oh, they're hanging out. Well, there's the reason. And, and Bronson is there? Yes. Kifu- so, it, like, basically the New York Jets are the Baltimore Ravens yes. North. Yes, without yeah. Dennis Pitta, which is just fine with me. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Zach Wilson era continues Saturday in his second start as a Cougar in Game 1, 16 of 24, 194 yards, passing three touchdowns, an interception, a rushing touchdown, and a partridge in a pear tree. Now Northern Illinois comes to town with one of the top defenses in the nation, led by your boy, All-American Sutton Smith. Jason, what do you expect from Zach Wilson against NIU in his second start? Look, I understand that the defense is going to be ramped up compared to what he faced against Hawaii, but I honestly expect more of what we saw against the Rainbow Warriors. I expect to see an even more composed player with extra time to prepare because the defense of Northern Illinois is so good at stopping the run. I would expect to see more passing yards, certainly more passing attempts, but I've got a lot of confidence in Zach Wilson, and it it really just stems from the fact that even in that Hawaii game, and and granted, Hawaii's not the greatest team on the planet— he didn't look rattled at all. In fact, Jeff Grimes even said that on Coordinator's Corner. He, he mentioned how like, he likes to go out on the field before the games and just, just watch the players, kind of look in their eyes, see, see if he can kind of get a read. He's like, there was nothing that I saw out of Zach Wilson that said he was rattled even a little bit. That is such a huge deal, for, especially for such a young player. So I fully expect more of the same than what we saw with a better defense, certainly to go against. But I, I expect him to have command of the offense. I would expect more passing yards. And when the opportunity presents itself, he's going to take off. He's one confident sucker, that's for sure. Um, and, and that's one of his strengths is that he's prepared, he's uh, confident, he's poised, all of those things. I expect more passing yards. I'm with you. 194 was more than enough against Hawaii, but BYU ran for 280. They didn't need to pass the ball a ton. But if Northern Illinois loads up and makes the freshman quarterback beat the Huskies with his arm – then Wilson will need to chuck it well. NIU is 22nd nationally in rushing defense. They give up 115 a game. If BYU wins, uh, the Cougars need to be able to run the ball, but I think maybe they might need to pass it a little more. Um, well, Squally Canada is more healthy. We'll see how healthy he's had an ankle issue in every one of the games when he was healthy, even the Wisconsin game where he had a great game. 
When BYU wins, Cougars average 204 a game, okay? I expect a 200-200 situation for BYU. 200 pass, 200 rush. So a little more from Zach. Perhaps it's not a ton more, but I think a little more from uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I think this is, this is a guy. And now you've had, and granted, so is Northern Illinois. They've had, they were on a bye as well. Both are going to be crazy rusty or crazy prepared. <laughs> yeah, they're both, they both came in with the same record and off yeah. a bye week. Yeah, it's an even matchup. Yeah, right? it's so, but I, I just think that the, the ability to have an extra week for Zach, I think that's a big deal. I think it's a big deal in terms of being able to game plan against a team that is specifically designed to stop the run. I I, I like Zach Wilson as the quarterback of this team. I, I just do. You know when an extra week isn't good? When you have like a project academically? You're like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Procrastinate. Like another few days. <laughs> that's when it's not good. In <laughs> athletics, generally, it's good. Learning a lot about Jerem today. There's a great stat in this week's game notes that illustrates just how much this year's team has relied on the contributions of freshmen. BYU's played 25 freshmen this year, including 15 true freshmen. Now, 10 freshmen have started games, five of which true freshmen. Players like Brady Christensen, Gunnar Romney, Dallin Holker, and of course Zach Wilson have played a major role for the BYU football team this season. We had David Nixon on the show yesterday. David, what are your thoughts on this? You need leadership, and if your freshmen are your leaders and they're your starters, it's usually not a good sign. It's a good sign that we're that BYU's still winning. They're four and three, even with all this young talent and with these young leaders. I mean, your quarterback's a true freshman, and he should be more or less your team captain. Um, and so, yes, it is a little worrisome, but at the same time, I guess it's a credit to Kalani and, and the recruiting that they're getting kids that can come in and contribute right away. Jerem, is the BYU freshman movement a good thing? I think initially you say, well, of course. Um, and to me, I look at eight guys who are significant contributors. Let's talk about them. You mentioned some of them. Left tackle Brady Christensen, maybe the most quiet, consistent player on the whole team. Left guard Keanu Saliapaga. Center James Empey has started every game. So Tijon Karoma got James Empey, boom. Uh, tied in Dallin Holker, running back Lopini Katoa, wide receiver Gunnar Romney, kicker Skyler Southam, quarterback Zach Wilson. But I have to also question, why is there such a big need to play freshmen like this? Upperclassmen apparently weren't better than these guys in a lot of instances. That's a mild concern from an experience standpoint, but I do think it's healthy for freshmen to have a chance to play. But eight playing and contributing a bunch isn't ideal. I mean, a few, yes, but... Eight feels like a lot. So good for those guys. Good for the, the future seasons of BYU. And more importantly, good for BYU right now. I talk about this a lot. The future's overrated, man. Everyone's like, oh, in the future. Oh, what about right now? Right now is more important than later. It just is. And BYU's playing these eight guys because they deserve it. I just wonder what's up with the upperclassmen that got beat out for those spots. Look, as long as they're producing, I think it's great. And it, to a certain extent, boils down to the same argument we discussed with the open competition situation. If the best guys are playing, I don't care if they're freshmen, seniors, bring in a former player. If he's Okay, you can't do that. But if it's the best player, play him. And if he happens to be a freshman, great. Well, there should be concern that the best player isn't someone who's been here, who's older, who's been in the system. Okay, like, but that's like, a completely that... different conversation. Why? That's Well, because we're focusing on the freshmen that are playing right now. If If they're the best... Yeah. Well, why are they the best? That's my question. Okay, I I understand. I think yeah. I think that's a we could do a completely separate. Zach Wilson topic is on starting that. because Tanner Mangum hasn't been good enough. You know, it, and, and Dallin Holker is one of several tight ends playing. I'm not saying he's the only tight end. There are other guys, of course, but Dallin Holker is playing even more because Moroni Laulupututel was injured, right? And and at center, Jacob Jimenez is the backup there, and MP won that matchup. So it. 
I'm not I'm you not overly a... concerned. I'm just like, well, shouldn't the juniors and seniors be generally the starters? Yes, absolutely. It's you, a large number. That's typically how it works. Yeah. But if you are a team where your talent is in your young players, I have no problem playing the guys. They're going to help you win. And this, I think, also speaks to the bigger picture with freshmen these days. That freshmen are coming, and we've seen this for years, and this is just continuing the trend. Freshmen are coming in much more prepared to play right away. And quite frankly, and also more anxious they're, they're, to transfer. they're coming in and expecting <laughs> to play right away. And if so they I, don't, they can yeah. bounce. So look, yeah. they're producing. They're helping the team this year. I love it. It's great for the future because, as we know, despite what you just said, the future is always positive. I didn't say it was positive or negative. I said it's less important than now. It's always positive, Jerem. Last night, Kalani Satake on his coach's show said Squally Canada is practicing and will play Saturday. Yesterday, we discussed who should get the most carries Saturday against NIU. We both agreed it's the whole country of Canada. So what percentage of the carries should a healthy Squally Canada get on Saturday? If he's healthy, if Squally is healthy, 50% at least. 50%. 50%. At least 50%. And we've seen how effective he has been when he's healthy. Speaking of that, it brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Squally Canada will have had three carries in 28 days. Should be fresh, man. Come Saturday. So, yes. Three carries? That's so, only three more than you. <laughs> so, he should be healthy for this. That hopefully means we see the effect of Squally Canada. BYU right now is averaging 34 carries per game. So if a healthy Squally is getting at least 17 of those, that's roughly five or six carries apiece for Lopini Katoa, Matt Hadley, and Riley Burt. If if Squally's healthy, I think that's a fairly... I, I think that's that could work. Absolutely. The percentage divvied up also is going to fluctuate depending on productivity. Right. I mean, that's, that's just going to, the way it's going to be. But I, I don't I, see any reason why you wouldn't give him at least 50 if he's healthy. BYU has given him 50 in one game this year. It was Arizona. He got 56%. So, and that's when he was the most healthy. Right. Here's the breakdown by game in order of percentage of carries to Squally Canada. Okay. 56, 48, 39, 24, 25, 19, 0. So it's gone progressively down. For the season, he averages 30% of the overall carries. So BYU averages 34 carries a game, as you mentioned. I go with 40% of the carries, not 50. 40% would be 14 carries, okay? 71%. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Remember, BYU's 3-1 when Squally Canada gets 10-plus carries in a game. So I think he needs to go 10-plus. He's been out for a little while, like you mentioned, in the stat of the day, great one. Only three carries in the last 28 days. Homie should be fresh. So hopefully Squally Canada can be the guy. But if he's not, I think we saw in the Hawaii game that there are a few guys ready to rock. Should Riley play me more Burt, get a little more run? Should Matt Hadley get more run after his dynamic performance no against Hawaii? That? Matt, Matt, the haircut, Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> and Squally Canada and Lopini. Don't call me Zach Wilson Katoa. So, yeah. Everyone, Squally's already a nickname. We don't need to give Bryant another one. But it, I think there are options. I think in the beginning of the year it was like, hey, Squally's the guy, some Lopini. It has changed, in my opinion. Yeah, no, the, the other guys have earned their carries. There's no question about that. Lopini. We had, coming off a uh, season high in rushing yards, too, against a bad Hawaii defense, but BYU did what they needed to do. Yeah, I mean, this this is, especially going against a team that is so good at stopping the run, you're yeah. going to need all hands on deck, certainly. Yeah. All right, Jerem, some lucky person in South Carolina won the big lotto jackpot. Yeah. In case you hadn't heard, 
billion, that's with a B, dollars. Which, well, by the way. After taxes, it's only 904 million, yeah, Jason. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Boy, he'll, he'll be not, struggling. Not even a lot. He or she. I don't know if it's. If it's a man, we don't know who it is. We don't know who it is yet. We just know that the lotto ticket was sold in in South Carolina, and we're all super happy for the winner. Like, like if any, if we can't win it, you know, we're really glad that they won it. Of all the states, that's the one. Yes. So, with that in mind, (laughs) and a BYU basketball twist, what is the jackpot in quotation marks for BYU basketball this season? There are a lot of different options here. To me, there's one clear one, uh, and it's getting back to the NCAA tournament. The goal is to get to the NCAA tournament. The goal in this league with Gonzaga in it and Mark Few as its head coach is not to win the league. Perhaps the men's basketball team has that goal, and they should. But realistically, the goal isn't to win the league. The goal is to get to the dance. Because guess what? Dave Rose hasn't won a conference tournament championship as head coach. He's won a bunch of regular season uh, titles. He's a tremendous coach in that regard. BYU needs to get to the NCAA tournament. You can make the Sweet 16 and make a run without – you just need to get in, baby. You get a better seat if you win the league, whatever. You don't have to win this league. And with Gonzaga in it, it's going to be tough. So, to me, it's just get back to the NCAA tournament. And I think that's something BYU can do, perhaps this year. For me, it's win the WCC tournament. Mm. Because, obviously, winning the WCC tournament guarantees a spot in the NCAA tournament. So, ultimately, I'm kind of going your direction, right. taking a different path. And the, reason, and the reason that I'm taking a different path is because by winning the WCC tournament and then getting that auto bid to the big dance, you're typically beating St. Zaga along the way. Thank you, so for, thank you for calling yes, them yes, the name. Yes, Saint, so you're getting a win against them. Yes. You're winning the tournament. Well, you, you might even get two wins. Yes, you, yes, exactly. And you're going to the NCAA. So in a way, it's kind of a package deal. Yes. By winning the WCC tournament, you're kind of checking a couple things off the box. He hasn't won a conference tournament championship since oh one. I know. It's been a I long mean, time. I mean, like, I was in high school. I was a, I was a junior. The last time BYU did that. That's incredible. And you were 40 the last time that happened. Our question of the day. <laughs> Our question of the day. What expectations what? at Kearns High do you have for Zach Wilson against Northern Illinois in his second start? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Dan Smith for BYU on Twitter. And I use defense is way tougher than Hawaii's. Amen to that. So he'll definitely struggle and make some passes that he shouldn't. But the Hawaii game gives the confidence moving forward. If he can't run the ball, however, Zach will have a tough time. I do want to mention that there are going to be some road bumps with having a freshman quarterback in that we're not, not really, can't really see or, and we aren't really talking about. Like, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. There's, Zach Wilson is a good player. But he's a freshman, and there's just going to be stuff that happens. So can BYU overcome that and still win that game with other plays from Zach Wilson and others and the defense? So I, I think BYU is going to win this game. And the line, by the way, is down to seven, seven and a half to seven. So drop just a touch. Uh, but I'm confident that uh, Zach Wilson will have a different kind of challenge Saturday, and we'll see how he performs. Without question. Coming up, we play Know Your Kafusis. That sounds like fun. Is it Kafusai? Kafu. Kafusis. Kafusis. Okay. And next, does Squally Canada have competition in the rap game from Chris Wilcox? Jason's one-on-one reveals the truth. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Men's Hoops begins their exhibition season tonight at the Marriott Center against St. Martin's. The game will be broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Radio pregame will start at 8 Eastern. Wait, they're the Ravens? I thought they were the Saints. What just happened? Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or you can watch on BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what expectations do you have for Zacharias Wilson against NIU in his second start? Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At VAR underscore Black on Twitter. I expect some freshman mistakes, but I also expect to see a balanced game between the run and the pass. I also expect him to lead the team. QB has to be a leader. David Nixon said, uh, you know, the quarterback by nature is the captain in a way. So interesting that the 19-year-old would lead this group of uh, older <laughs> players, right? But that's the Easy there, opposing head coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for that. Junior quarterback Chris Wilcox has been a staple in the Cougar secondary since getting thrown into the fire at Utah as a freshman. He's played in 29 games, recorded 66 tackles, and has seven pass breakups. He's still looking for that first interception. Perhaps it's Saturday. Here's Jason's conversation after practice with the cornerback. All right, Chris, after a bye week, I think it's actually a rule that that we have to ask what you did for the bye week. Did you do anything fun with your week off? To be honest, I was just in my apartment chilling the whole time. I was just watching the other games, kind of laughing at them, knowing they got to go to all their meetings and all that while I'm chilling. But, nah, to be honest, I was just – I went grocery shopping, cleaned my room, but watched some film, of course. But, nah, I was just mostly just sort of getting my body recovered 100%. Everybody thinks you're doing all these fun, exotic things, and you're just going grocery shopping. Just grocery shopping at Smith's. Got to get some, some Cheez-Its or something. <laughs> so you, you mentioned just resting, relaxing. Did this bye week come at a good time for this team, do you think? To be honest, for me it did. I felt like just playing all them games and just getting all the hard teams out the way. I'd rather just have play them all and then kind of recover for the second half of the season instead of playing like two games and then having a bye week or something. That's kind of weird to me. But nah, I felt like it came at the right time. I don't know if anybody is ever 100% after the first game, really, the rest of the season. How are you feeling health-wise? Uh, I feel good. I feel like the bye week definitely helped, like little aches and things like that. Just resting definitely helped my body. And I feel like a lot of other kids came off injury too, so I feel like we're doing good. You mentioned catching up on schoolwork, doing things like that. What are you studying at BYU, by the way? I'm actually studying exercise and wellness for my major, and then I'm minoring in business. So what's, what's the hope the, that you can do with that? I mean, possibly become a physical therapist or something like that and that along that road but I mean I'm still going to explore of course I still have a little passion for music on the side so we're going to see what kind, what kind of music uh I mean some rap R&B I make beats so I'll be making beats and stuff like that occasionally but just things like that there's there's a couple of players on this roster that uh, that are into creating music do you guys I mean is there a competition with this uh no I mean I know Squally does it we've definitely talked about making a song that'll that'll come soon you know, look, be on the lookout for that. But, nah, if we do do music, it's cool to talk to another person on the team that has the same interest as me or something like that. So, nah, it ain't a competition. All right, so there's five games remaining in the regular season. Up to this point, how do you feel the defense has played in general? Uh, to be honest, overall, I feel like we've improved from, like, just last year and things like that, definitely. Uh, there are those games where we have, like, let a few points come out, but we know we have to correct it. And I feel like we did pretty good Hawaii, first half, second half, things like that. But I feel like we've been pretty good overall. It was interesting, and we were talking with, with Corbin Kafusi about this. During the Hawaii game, you know, obviously there was a lot of emphasis on the offense, and people were talking about how the offense had a spark. The defense seemed to have it too. You guys seemed to be a lot more aggressive. 
What was what was the change? Do you think? I mean, when you see the offense just go down and score and things like that, it definitely gives our defense a boost, knowing that like okay, we have to we got to have their back too. I mean, they're putting points on the board, which means we can't let the other team put points on the board. Like we got to do our job. So it definitely helps us a lot when we can get points on there. So for you personally, you've started. Every game this year, and I believe even going back to last year, you started the final five games at corner. Where do you think you've made the biggest strides? Uh, definitely with my, I'll say my coverage, I think, like, some things like that. And then I feel like I've been playing the ball a little better. I know Arizona had a little PIs, but no, I feel like I've, I've improved with that. And then tackling, I feel like I've been in the run game a lot. I mean, I feel like I'm in high school game playing safety, just being in the run game. And I like to hit, so, I mean, I'm always up for it. The PIs in general have decreased. Was it was that just an adjustment? What, what's what's been the reason for those decreasing? Uh, G's been honest. I mean, I'm always like even just us corners. We know like we get a lot of PIs, so we definitely try to emphasize it in practice. Like even if they catch it, just make it a habit of turning around, look for the ball, play the ball, and we've definitely been doing that. And it, I feel like it's been translating into the game really well. Well, and especially this season, and, and it won't necessarily be the case this week uh, against Northern Illinois. But you guys have faced a lot of teams that are really proficient at throwing the football. How how has that? How much of a of a test has it been this season? Uh, I mean, it's definitely been a big test playing teams like Washington and just all those big passing teams that you always hear about. Um, but, I mean, just we always go into the season, I mean, going into the game, watching film, and that's I feel like that's something I've improved on a lot, just watching more film. It definitely helps just learning wide receiver tendencies, and it definitely helps in the game. So speaking specifically about Northern Illinois, their offense, while their quarterback certainly can throw the ball, they're much more run-oriented. So as a corner, how does that change – your role and and what you're doing defensively uh i mean still like if they call man we still gotta lock up our receivers because they'll always throw the ball I'm, but of course in the run game we know they run a lot more than usual like usual teams we play but we know we have to come up and tackle this game so that's just one thing that changes our mindset just making coming up and making big hits butch power was talking a couple of weeks ago about how the team was playing loose, but at a certain point it got a little too loose. And you guys were trying to rein that back in, and you felt like you guys were on the right track. You guys feel like you're, you found that nice balance of being able to play loose and comfortable, but also assignment sound? Yeah, that's one thing Kalani's been emphasizing is just going out there and just like having fun while you play. You don't want to play like so tense and just nervous. It just it's not a good like you don't have good outcomes when that happens. So you want to just go out there, have fun. But of course, you always got to. Honestly, I feel like when you just practice good, it like kind of translates into the game. So you just go out there. Once you do it in practice, it's just the game in front of everybody. You get to make highlights. I feel like it's that's game time. That's when you go go out there and have fun. I don't know if it really matters to you one way or the other, but you do get to play in the afternoon on Saturday. I mean, is that something BYU's used to playing a lot of night games? To be able to play an afternoon game at home, that's somewhat rare. I love honestly. I love day games. I like day games. Just just the blue sky, all that. I don't know. I like it. There's something about it that I just like playing in it. I appreciate the time, and good luck against the Huskies. I appreciate you. Jason Shepard at practice yesterday, squinting in the sunlight. Uh, I had the sun right in my face. Chris Wilcox is uh, a guy that originally, I, I, I want to say, was an Ed Lamb guy that was going to go to Southern Utah, uh, and then Ed Lamb brought him up to BYU, one of those taller cornerbacks, yep. which is kind of the direction BYU is going. Yeah, he's he's been um, he's been a guy that has taken his lumps, I mean, he, you know, he's trying to play the position. It's the nature of a corner. Is, that's exactly yeah. what happens with when you're playing corner. He, he, everybody's going to take their lumps early on, and I think he's started to get into a really nice groove. I know the coaches are, are 
really high on him. Although, if yes, Brian Logan, he was never beat once. So <laughs> that's just his thoughts on that. Coming up, BYU assistant basketball coach Quincy Lewis joins us on a game day. What does he have as the BYU hoops jackpot this season? Hmm. Plus, how well do you know your Kafusis? We are about to find out as we play the brand new game, Taking the Nation, Sweeping the Nation. Know your Kafusis. This is BYU Sports Nation. The place to watch the Cougars warm up before a game is on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Join us Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time as the Cougars prepare for the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Welcome back. I'm Jerem. He's Jason. We're in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are also on demand. Here's today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougar Cagers, the Hoopsters, play the first preseason game tonight against somebody else named St. Martin's, a Division II school from Washington. Head coach Dave Rose says he expects good things this season, especially from junior guard Joshir Hardnett. With Joshir, I think that he's... uh, He's a guy that just continues to increase his confidence on both ends of the floor. And uh, I think you'll see a, a, a real improvement in uh, how he affects the game on the offensive end. Tonight's game tips at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. BYU radio pregame coverage starts at 8 Eastern. In other hoops news, senior Luke Worthington and junior TJ Haas both named team captains for the season. This will be the second year as a captain for Luke Worthington. BYU football continues game prep for Saturday's contest with Northern Illinois, Cougars' seven-point favorite. Last night on BYU football with Kalani Satake, he discussed the status of senior running back Squally Canada. He's been practicing with us, so we anticipate him be ready. So that gives us another uh, another weapon that we can use. And- Absolutely. The leading rusher is back for the Cougars. Pre-game coverage Saturday begins on BYU Radio at 1.30 Eastern with Cougar Pre-game Live. Then BYU TV's countdown to kickoff, as mentioned, at 2.30 Eastern. Kind of cool worked out for the New York Jets yesterday. This according to New York Post Jets beat reporter Brian Costello. Costello also reports the Jets have only two healthy safeties currently on the roster. Well, there's plenty of healthy Kafusis. We know that. Uh, some have played here. Uh, you know, Alexis Kafusi on the women's basketball team. Bronson, Corbin, Devin. Now there's Jackson and Isaiah and Steve, Steve. and Michelle's the man. There are lots of Kafusis. So let's play a new game called Know Your Kafusis. Kafusi. Okay, Ben. How does it work? Well, and first, what's the name of this? Well, first off, it is Know Your Kafusi. Kafusi. Yeah, Kafusi maybe. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I've checked the Webster's Dictionary. Pretty sure one. it's not Kafusi. <laughs> Is it? I don't know, though. Isn't it? we got to right. ask. Well, we're going to start here. Every other uh, every other question for you and what to pick who goes first. Uh, let's go Jason. Uh, pick a number. I'm thinking of a number between one and five. The closest to it gets it. Between one and five, I'm going to go with four. Jerem? Zero. Ah, it was three. Jason gets to go first. I, thought, right. I was awesome. showing the camera. So, all right, Jason. Yeah, this one, this first question is just more more along context to how how broad this game can be. Okay. This Kafusi's bio boasts having six uncles and eleven cousins who have played or are currently playing college football. Oh, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Devin Kafusi. <laughs> Nope, that's on Isaiah Kafusi's oh. bio. 
But six cousins, or six uncles and 11 cousins who Not have bad. played or are currently playing. Some played at uh, Utah, right? Yeah. Yes, some did play at Utah. We don't talk uh, about that. Question two, this is for Jerem, for a chance to take the lead. This Kafusi had 70 tackles and nine and a half sacks as a junior at Temp View High School. That would be Devin Kafusi. Oh, man. We're over two no, on Devin. That, that is Bra- that's Bronson. That was Bronson that back was Bronson. in the day? <laughs> yeah, because he didn't really day. play as a senior. He tore his ACL in the yeah, first game. Yeah, that was his junior year. Yeah. All right, this one. Number three, Jason. This Kafusi averages 10 yard, averaged 10 yards per rushing attempt in his college career. Uh, Average 10. A, what? 10, 10? 10 yards a carry. What is he, the Matt Hadley of <laughs> high school? Uh, I will say Steve Kafusi. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Wait, One rush it? for 10 yards. <laughs> oh, come on. 1986. In yeah. 1986. Papa Steve they with the win. By the way, a little known fact, he also returned a kick in 1986. Oh, wow. So. Are you saying at uh, Utah? Uh, you're saying in high school? In high No, no, that's in, co- in college. At Utah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Number four. This Kafusi worked their way through high school at a local sandwich stop. <laughs> that would be Jackson. No, that's Michelle, the current mayor of Provo. <laughs> the mayor of Provo. The mayor of, see, look, she's Michelle's the bomb, man. She's, she's great. Best. Yeah. All right, so Jason, you got a one-zero lead. Let's uh, okay. let's give you this one. Okay. This Kafusi served their mission in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, um, I know I, it. I know. It's not Bronson. It's when, not Corbin. When he gets this wrong, can I answer it? Auckland, um, look, I'm 0 for 2 on it. I'm going to say Devin Kafusi. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Devin. Jerem? Bronson. It was, it was Bronson? Bronson. Yes, I did not Bronson. think Bronson served in Auckland. Yeah. Yes, yes, well, he did. Well, he did. <laughs> now you know. All right, Jerem, this one. This would, hey, this is a chance to put you way back in the lead because there's three possible correct answers to this one. Oh, wow. Uh, what okay. Do you, what yeah. do you mean? Well, you went first. He's trailing. So, Come yeah. on. You picked. Come I'm on. used to trailing in, the, All right. in these games. Three Kafusis have accounted for four INTs in BYU football history. Can you name them? Three Kafusis? Okay, I know Bronson has one. I don't... Th- oh, wow. Well, I know uh, Isaiah has one this year against Cal. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jackson doesn't have one. Devin doesn't have one. Corbin, I don't think, has one. Was there... I don't know who the third is. Uh, I'm... He does not get the point. Corbin... It's uh, Bronson had two in his career. Yeah, Isaiah has one. Yeah, and Steve Kafusi had one. Oh, Steve played at BYU. Sorry, yes, not you. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm Steve thinking of Rich. Kafusi. You you get one point for that. I would have given you three. If oh, you, you would have given me up to three for yeah. getting so, it wrong. Wait, sure. Wait, All right. Why don't I get two have points? Those I had two rules. correct. No, no, but it, it's either one or not, three. It's either one or three. Yeah, okay. that's the rules. Sorry, it's tied up. Those are the rules. Where are those are the rules? I'm making them up as we go along. All right, Jason. This Kafusi has a career high eight free throws made in a win versus Pepperdine. Uh, that would be well, it's one of two. Um, I will say one's better than the other shooting free. Yes, throws. I would say Alexis. <laughs> oh no, one of three. You're right. Oh, do I get a chance? No, no. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, Wait, he gets to guess. You get a second chance. What are you doing? You Corbin? can't make the rules. What's What's the uh, answer? But... It's actually Bronson, not Corbin. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jerem, still tied up. One apiece. This one ca- apiece. We don't know our Kafusis. This Kafusi won three state football championships in high school. 
Brunson. No, that's Devin. That's disappointing considering <laughs> I was covering Brunson in high school. Spencer and I were. All right, Devin Jason. won three. Nice. All right. This Kafusi had at least one rebound in 16 of his 20 games played as a freshman at BYU. Um, that would be Corbin. You're really bad at these 50-50s into the basketball side of it. So, All right, Jerem. This Kafusi recently posted this movie review on Twitter. On oh By the way, this movie now running on TNT, so this is why. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan, quote, the Legend of Tarzan, great movie. Margot Robbie did amazing. Alexander Skarsgård, amazing. But Samuel L. Jackson makes it so hard to watch sometimes. I'll go with Devin. <laughs> nope, that was Alexis. Oh, it, Alexis did. Yeah. Nice. And you get one point less, Ben, for calling her Margot Robbie. Or Robie. It's not Reggie Robbie. Whatever. It's Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Roby, no, she's a punter. She's, she's Australian. She's not a she's punter. An Australian she's punter. an Australian punter. Punter equals Australian. All right, whose yeah. turn is it? Uh, I don't it's, know. It's my long. turn. We're still tied at one. All right, this is this. the last question. Yeah, I was so going to say, how long is this going? <laughs> yeah, this is the last one. we got to get done with this. this is, you guys are horrible. <laughs> we don't know them. All right, this Kafusi averaged 18.5 yards per receptions and had six receiving touchdowns in high school. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go with... Isaiah. Oh, oh yeah. Jason wins. Nice. There you go. Jason, you know your Kafusi. <laughs> yes. Kafusi? Because he got two out of like eight? Yeah. Hey, it's better than you who just got one. What do I win? I, do didn't, I, win? I didn't claim to know that. What do I get? Nothing. nothing? I get nothing? You get to go to break. Question <laughs> of the day. What ex- <laughs> expectations do you have for Zach Wilson against NIU in his second start? More of your responses coming up in a few minutes. Maybe the Kafusis will invite me over for dinner. That's the winner. Spencer and I shot a commercial in our house. We were there all day hanging out. It was awesome. All right, coming up, what changes can fans expect from BYU hoops this season? Assistant coach Quincy Lewis has every single answer to every question we're going to ask. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's smiling right now. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's soccer hosting San Francisco tomorrow night at Southfield. You can watch on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern time. Radio pregame with Greg Rubel starts at 8.30 Eastern. Second to last home game. BYU then hosts Santa Clara on Saturday. Going for a conference championship. Huge week starting tomorrow for the women's soccer team. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem. He's Jason. And our next guest is a men's basketball assistant coach. His name is Quincy Lewis. Quincy, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. Great to have you on a game day. You had the Cougar tip off Friday. Good stuff there. We'll break that down in a moment. But yeah. always good to play somebody else, right? And yeah. St. Mar- Martin's is in town. It's about time for us. You know, our, our guys are uh, they're done playing against each other. You know, it's, it's time to get some uh, different competition, so this will be good. Before we get to talking about that and recapping Cougar Tip-Off, I'm curious, what was the reaction with the uh, the program when you found out you were picked third in the WCC? You know, there's there's really good teams in the league, you know, and, uh, you know, San Francisco, San Diego, those guys are both really good. St. Mary's has a, a really good tradition. They have one one kid back who's a very good player. So we're not too worried about, you know, where we're getting picked. Uh, we're just kind of focused on what we're doing. 
It's always fun to see how coaches and teams handle that because it's like, oh, this is motivation or uh, we're going to completely ignore. There's no like middle ground, right? It's like you got you to gotta pick one of those. Okay, Cougar tip-off was Friday. Intra-squad scrimmage. Yoli Child scored 35. You have a nice performance from Luke Worthington, Josh Hardnett, TJ has a lot of guys. What stuck out to you? I was really happy with our balance. Yeah, and just like you said, uh, Luke had 18. I think Jashir had 18. TJ had 16. Uh, I was really happy with how we shot the ball. Uh, we shot over 40% from the three uh, as a team. And, um, you know, sometimes you worry, you know, you get into your preseason scrimmages after practice and you keep track of the stats and, you know, we were consistently shooting over 40%, but then you get under the lights and you're not quite sure what will happen. And it was good to see that uh, it carried over. You know, we've been running a soundbite from Coach Rose during our you know, our headline segments today, and it was talking about Jashir. And, and just looking at the Cougar tip-off, he looked really comfortable out there. Yeah, uh, I think Jashir has taken a, another step. He came back 5'10 uh, uh, pounds under where he was last year, and you could tell he'd done some work. And, you know, sometimes when you move from, like, a, a JC into a Division One, it just takes a little bit more time. And he had a good year last year, but I think he can do a lot more for us this year. People are familiar with how it works in football where you have an offense coordinator, he calls the plays and so on. You've kind of taken that role, uh, you know, offensively. Is that defensively as well? Are you that Yeah, guy? I mean, at the end of the day, it's Coach Rose who's going to make the final decisions sure. you know, offensively or defensively. Um, but, but through a game, maybe, you know, like with uh, Terry Nashif before or, or with Heath. Uh, and know, Dave Rice year. before that. Yeah, and guys. Dave Rice before then. Yeah. Then I'll have a little bit more, you know, control of some of those things, and you know, and coach will kind of give me direction on what he wants to see. So within that, what went into the decision of the style that you're going to play, which appears to be more up tempo and more like the BYU teams we saw a couple years ago? Yeah, I think it has to do a lot with personnel uh, and uh, what uh, this particular group's going to be good with, and also with you know, Coach Rose. I mean, the guy's had a ton of success, and uh, he's had a lot of success getting up and down the floor and being maybe a little bit different than other teams. And uh, so we're maybe moving more towards that direction. Uh, We'll see where it ends up at the end of the year. Because of personnel, are there any other changes that fans may notice uh, that are going to be implemented this season? You know, I think it's it's just maybe a little bit more of an open style. You know, uh, not so much as, you know, we want to race it up and shoot it as quick as we can. That's not what it's about. It's more maybe opening the floor up a little bit to drives and, and maybe not as much uh, with with two players inside the three-point line. What's gone into Yoli Child's improvement from uh, three-point land? Because he goes three for three to start the Cougar tip-off. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? this was something that towards the end of last year he started becoming a little bit more comfortable with. And to be honest with you, it begins with Yoli Child's and how hard he's worked, you know, in the off-season and before practices, after practices. I mean, it's no coincidence that the guy's put in a ton of time and, and he's having some success out there. And and really, it's something that we feel comfortable with now, and especially with uh, what our scheme is. You'll see him out there a little bit more. And, and we feel like it's not only his ability to shoot that shot, but his ability to uh, take people off the dribble, a big guy. So his versatility is really a key for us offensively. As we all know, he's been so good around the basket, and we'll continue to use him in those in those spots. But... You know, putting him out there on the three-point line, if somebody wants to guard him with a five, that's, that's going to be a hard matchup. Connor Harding and Gavin Baxter are the two freshmen that have come in off of their missions. How have those two guys come along early? You know, uh, you know Connor is, boy, he's just a tough, he's a tough guy who does a lot of little things that, that uh, help you win. And um, I, I see him really developing through the year. 
I, I think he's got a lot of good things uh, in front of him. And Gavin is a kid that is just, boy, he's just loaded with talent. And uh, the thing that I like so much about him is he is coachable and he wants to be really good. He's another guy who's put in a ton of time and he'll be in the, in the gym early and late. And I, I see nothing but good things for him as well. Talking to Quincy Lewis, men's basketball assistant coach. They're playing uh, St. Martin's, a D2 team tonight in an exhibition on BYU TV and BYU Radio. What do you want to see out of uh, this exhibition and Westminster to get you ready for Nevada? And there's a stark difference between these two games and top 10 Nevada. <laughs> there's a little bit of difference. You know, uh, we want to win the games. You know, uh, you know, first of all, I mean, that's, that's why we're playing them. You know, but... You know, really, with the St. Martin's team, uh, it's it's a good team. You know, they've won they won twenty five games last year, and they um, they played Washington in an exhibition last year and lost by four points at Washington. Wow! They hit eighteen threes in the game, so it tells you that they're a team that if uh, they're capable of making some shots and being competitive in a game. And so, we want to make sure that we're mentally ready to go and uh, that we do the things that we've been doing all preseason. Yeah, obviously, especially early in the year, every coaching staff is there's going to be some unknowns because you're still trying to work things out how close do you feel you guys are to kind of knowing what this team is is capable of this year well I think you I think you have an idea because we're we're an experienced team for the most part and so that gives you maybe a step ahead of where we have been in previous seasons but really it's you know the personality of the team and what you become as a team is is a process it's not something that you arrive on November 1st and you got it you know, I think it's something uh, that happens through November 15th through December 1st, and then all of a sudden then we get Nick back, and how does that change everything? And so, you know, I, I think uh, that the story for this team will will happen over the course of the year. You've tweeted once. It was March 29th, 2016. <laughs> it was for us. Why did, in, I, in why the, did I know that you would bring that in, up? In the garden. Are you going to tweet at some point in the future? You know, another one. It, it's got to be a big one, you know got to be a big one. It's got to be a big one. Perhaps in Vegas. Especially, in yeah. the second week of March. Yeah, Vegas, that would that'd be a good time to tweet. If I'm, if I'm tweeting in Vegas, we're all happy. <laughs> okay, I, I catch your drift on a certain Tuesday. Well, we appreciate the time. We look forward to the uh, game tonight. Yeah, yeah excited. Yep. Okay, watch it on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio tonight, 9 Eastern time. Coming up, Cougars in the Big Apple and your new BYU Hoops captains. And Quincy, let's have you sign our flag. It's a new one before we go. Anywhere Plus, you like. Is Squally Canada right here and brand new one? Plus, is Squally Canada playing Saturday or not? We'll tell you. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guest, Chris Wilcox, cornerback on the football team and men's hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time again. If you missed any of today's show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around basketball men's hoops playing its first exhibition game tonight hosting st martin's a division two school from lacey washington tonight's game tips at nine eastern on byu tv byu radio and the apps pregame coverage will start at eight eastern on radio in other news senior luke worthington and junior tj haas are captains for the season this will be the second season as a captain for worthington football Last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, Coach Satake said Squally Canada has been practicing and is expected to play this Saturday when the Cougars host Northern Illinois. Cougars in the NFL. Kind of cool worked out for the Jets yesterday, according to the New York Post Jets beat reporter Brian Costello. He also reports the Jets have only two healthy safeties on the roster. 
Today's Rise and Shout goes to aforementioned Luke Worthington and TJ Haas, the captain of your BYU Cougars this season. And you can watch them tonight at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio, as you mentioned. Our question of the day, what expectations do you have for Zach Wilson against NIU in his second start? Let's get to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Chris R underscore 724. I think it would do better than most people think. Yes, NIU has a good defense, but their defense is built to stop the run. Their pass defense is mediocre. If the line can give them time, I, I see him being successful. It's true. The run defense is top 25. The pass defense is bottom 30 or 40. So there's an opportunity there. Well, and, and all four of the wins for Northern Illinois have all come against MAC teams. They're 0-3 against P5 teams. Not saying BYU is a P5. Just saying... We'll see what happens. Against the quality. Yes. Ohio was 4-2. and two. That came down to the wire. One thing that sticks out to me, Jason, is that NIU has not scored more than 24 points in a game. Yes. They have not been able to put enough points on the board. They keep it low on defense. Yes. And subsequently keep it low They have low to on because offense. The, offense, the offense can't score. Yeah. So they're living and dying by that defense. So if BYU can have a fast start, and I know that's more of an emphasis, why is it an emphasis every game? You can only emphasize so many things. That is an emphasis for BYU now, which is – Let's start fast. Let's get a lead because BYU's been really good defensively playing with the lead. Yes, and, and especially, as you mentioned, against a team that struggles scoring, if you get an early lead, it puts them in a situation they do not want to be and so far have proven they cannot handle. At altitude against yes. older, mature players. Yes. The two storylines I love to rehash <laughs> at SA BYU fan. As the new leader of the offense, I expect him to hold not only himself accountable, but everyone else in the field in order to ensure the best performance possible. We'll see how long it takes for Zach Wilson to be the guy that's chirping if things go wrong as the leader, right. right? As a freshman, I would think that would take a minute. I don't know that game two is that game. How, how about this one? You know at, I mean? at Delish 04, score four touchdowns. Just right well, to the point. Well, four would, four would beat uh, Northern Illinois, given the way they played. <laughs> they average 18 a game. They haven't scored more than 24. Four gets it done. You've got to make some PATs there. You've got to make one PAT to win. The magical 24 points. Oh, Bronco was so right in that. For, for, as much, for as quirky as Bronco Mendenhall was, that's one of the things that just really sticks out. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. The Elite Voice reflects the Twitter handle of the author, at Blue Goggles 1. Heisman Trophy, and we score a Blue solid 24. Like he wins the Heisman in one game? Or like it just brings out the trophy? Very nice. The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Levi Mack. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. And, of course, watch and or listen to BYU Men's Hoops tonight, 9 Eastern time against St. Martin's, baby.